1: You're about to listen to an episode from Modus, the family con, where we dig into how an unknown company became one of the most infamous cases of pandemic profiteering in the world. Intrigued? Get updates on the latest episode releases by following Modus wherever you get your podcasts. Si Moe Gargani, no, sinabi namin, that would have been a reason for him to say, na po, ako. Ano po ang na nawala na lang po sa ating virtual meeting at hindi na po sumagot. Ibig If you
0: remember at the end of our last episode, while testifying at an online hearing, Mohit and Twinkle Dargani disappeared from their Zoom rooms and the Senate ordered their arrest. Senate officers immediately searched the many registered residences and addresses connected to the Darganis and family. By mid-November 2021, the siblings had been on the run for almost a month. And on November 15, they were in Davao, trying to keep their heads low at the international airport. Idling on the tarmac was a chartered plane to Kuala Lumpur, and if they could make it there, to freedom. You're listening to Modus, the former icon. i Silur De Vera, and this again is the story of how a little company with big ambitions and even bigger government connections mark the dreaded tag team of two pandemics to hit the Philippines, COVID and corruption. And this is the last episode in our series, at least for now. Here, we catch up with all the players in the Formalicon. where they are now and where they are not. Modus, the Formalicon is a Puma podcast production made possible by international media support.
1: I'm a retired Major General René Samonte, the Senate Sergeant at Arms, since July 2019. I was basically a military pilot from the Philippine Air
0: Force. General Samonte was the man tasked with finding the Darganis. By November 2021, ang magkapatid ng Mohit and Twinkle were among the most high-profile fugitives in the Philippines. Efforts to find them had not gone well. And General Samonte did not really have a lot of resources. Kasi nga naman dati rate as Senate Sergeant-at-Arms, hindi na naman kailangan ng batalyon o kahit sasakyan kung sakali mang may kailangang i-detain ng Senado.
1: The office of the Sergeant-at-Arms of the Senate is really very small. Usual kasi na nangyayari pagka meron ko contempt nung, uh, before the pandemic is nandyan lang sa session hall yung uh, Blue Ribbon hearing or yung committee hearing ng kung anong pang mga ibang
0: committee. Before the pandemic, if someone were to be uncooperative or a problem at the Senate, the sergeant at arms could be directed to just detain them right there and then. The formally hearings, like your office meetings, were via Zoom. At gaya ng ibang groupmates mo, nung mainit na ang tanungan, the Darganis simply disappeared from the screen and the Zoom room with a healthy head start on the Senate officers. Just another way they took advantage of the pandemic.
1: From there, in fact, uh, immediately thereafter, during the day, we were directed to check him in his condo. Pero wala We, we got several uh, information addresses where we can find them. We went more than six times. na hinahanap sila condominiums in Taguig, in Green Hills, and a residential area in Quezon City. All of them were uh, confirmed. Either they were leasing it before or they owned them. Pero, wala, olang occupants or no one uh, in the place. So, we kept on gathering information from time to time. I think at least two or three times merong nag na nakita sila rito, nakita sila dyan, coffee shop around Makati, coffee shop around Dano. Pero pag pinapunta naman namin, either hindi namin naabutan or uh,
0: false alarm. So, Montes team followed tips that led them around Metro Manila, Cebu, and Davao. One team was deployed to Davao because they had gotten a tip that Christopher Lau was hiding there. Spoiler alert, Jafix ang tip. Pero, just as the team was packing up for Manila, they got an anonymous tip. Mohit and Twinkle were actually in Davao. Which was a surprise to Samonte, he said. He did not expect them to be in Davao. They were not from there. Di man sila kasabot, Bisaya. They also had no known connections in Davao. Sa bagay, eh, sino bang may kilala sa Davao? Ikaw na nakikinig. Sino bang alam ang taga Davao? Joy Ayala? Anyway, Montes team learned that the Darganis had chartered the plane that would take them to Singapore, then to Malaysia. The Senate agents made plans to catch the Darganis with as little trouble as possible.
1: Pero, final assessment namin, the best yang, total, meron naman tayong mako kwa an area na nakikita ko naksanyo airplano. And luckily, tamang tama, yung nakuko namin na lugar na kasamari naman yung mga Tagatron
0: sa airport na tumulo. Ay, Davao Airport personnel were giving them constant updates The plane was expected around 3.30pm It arrived a bit earlier which meant the Darganis would also board earlier But alam rin nila na may immigration dadaanan, customs baggage hmm. kay chartered plane Siguro 4.30 pwede na take off Parang mga 5.10 na sila kumakit ng Samonti's team positioned themselves where they could see the plane. They were just a short run away from where it was parked. But they could not be seen. And they expected that there might be some resistance, that the Darganis might have security. Buti na lang, wala. Siguro naubos lahat sa kotse. So ang decision: let the Darganis walk onto the tarmac to board the plane. Then they would move in for the arrest.
1: They were wearing uh, face masks and uh, dark face shields. Kasama yung mother sa lilipad papuntang Kuala Lumpur. So tatlo silang pasero,
0: yun lang. Sinamo pa talaga si Mahami, oh. Back in the plane. Siyempre, eh, nagulat. They
1: were uh, a little bit aggressive, especially yung si Mohit. Ayaw sumama o medyo merong resistance. Pero... Nakita naman niya wala naman siyang choice kasi the pilots were informed. Yung uh, airport authority na na, na, na doon sa paligid ay sinabihan din sila. Na wala ilang magagawa, hindi sumama because the arresting team have in their possession yung kanilang arrest order.
0: Mohit and Twinkle were arrested and led back down the tarmac. Si Mami iniwan sa plane. But the drama was not over just yet.
1: Lapit lang, malapit lang lalakarang Less than, uh, siguro, less than 200 meters Tapos uh, papasok lang doon So, uh, tumakbo siya, pabalik
0: sa airplane Or punta saan That's right Mohit, the son of a bitch Tried to make a run back to the plane Yun nga lang di naman siya Gagandang kabilis Mm Mm-hmm. Mohit and Twinkle Dargani were flown back to Manila to face the Senate again. A tearful Twinkle said that if she could just provide the committee with information and documents, she would. And the Senate released her two months later. In January, back to their mother, citing humanitarian reasons. As for the others, we'll talk about them after this break. If this were a Hollywood movie, this would all be over. May ebidensya na, may mga naaresto, na-detain. But, this is no movie. This is the Philippines. Malayo ang detain sa sentence for prison. In fact, as of this podcast, cases have yet to be actually filed. Kasi, oo nga, alalahanin natin, Senado lang ang nagpahuli. Blue Ribbon Committee. The committee's mandate is to investigate alleged wrongdoings in the government. But they have no judicial power. The mandate of the Blue Ribbon Committee is to investigate in aid of legislation. In fact, they exercise the limits of their power in detaining Ong and the Darganis only for contempt. Beyond that, they have no power to jail nor detain anyone. For criminal cases, they cannot even file or pursue cases on their own. They can only make recommendations, even though Senator Gordon is more than convinced that a crime was committed.
1: Sino pa nagsamay bumili ng face shield? Pinapaaral ko kung sino pa ibang basa na gumagamit ng face shield. Halos wala eh. So that means, kinuha nila na kailangan mag face shield para kumita pa lalo. At yun ang nakadagdag. Ang laki ng patong. Talagang uh, nadali talaga ang basa.
0: Kalain mo ng eleksyon. And so, the Senate adjourned without submitting the final report on formally. Linawin lang natin, the Senators finished the report, but not enough of them signed it. There are a total of 20 Senators in the Blue Ribbon Committee, and to submit the report, 11 signatures are required. So far, only 8 have signed. Gordon says the main point of contention, President Duterte The report recommends filing cases against the President once he leaves office By June 2022 the President is no longer immune from charges The report reads Unfortunately based on the President's own behavior one cannot help but conclude that he was aware of allowed and condoned the misdeeds of his closest associates and appointees For this, he must be held accountable. End quote. Gordon said that the three senators who are hesitant to sign want President Duterte excluded from the people held accountable in the report. In addition to holding President Duterte accountable, the report also recommends cases against Michael Yang, Christopher Lau, and Health Secretary Francisco Duque the Lower House of Congress conducted a parallel probe To its credit the House Committee on Good Governance and Public Accountability did actually file a report before it adjourned. But unlike the Senate report, the House report did not take their findings and recommendations to the level of the President. Surprise, surprise. Where the Senate Blue Ribbon Committee will be remembered for surfacing numerous anomalies, It is perhaps this exchange that the Lower House Committee will be best remembered. Ah. That's Representative Michael Aglipay, the Chair of the Committee on Good Governance and Public Accountability, and he was questioning DOH Undersecretary Carol Taino. Aglipay's point was, if no one died or got sick from using the face shields, then what's the problem? He was backed up by Representative Johnny Pimentel, who added that if the face shields were used after all, then the government did not actually lose anything. Ginastusan, ginamit. No blood, no foul. And that pretty much clears government officials. Pero ang mga walang hiyam, mga pribadong aktor na mga yan, the House report focused its findings on the formal executives recommending cases against Huang Suyen, Lin Kun Ong, Mohit Dargani, Twinkle Dargani, Justin Garado, and Chrissy Grace Mago. Estafa cases were recommended. Pero take note, the House report says it did not find enough evidence to recommend cases against Michael Yang. And it cleared government officials like one Christopher Lau of any wrongdoing. So to recap. Senate recommendation, investigate, and if necessary, charge everyone involved all the way to Malacanang. But not enough signatures to actually make those recommendations official. House report, official. Complete with signatures with official recommendations, but no government officials. Hanggang dun lang sa private individuals and businesses around formally. Let's move on Leche It has been more than two years since COVID disrupted our lives. Medyo nag-unat-unat na tayo at ang ekonomiya, we're starting to recover or at least we're slowly moving on. Kailangan magtrabaho, maraming kailangan tapagin at saka, uy, eleksyon na! We are back in our offices, standby ulit sa mga mall, traffic is back, siksikan sa jeep, dikitaan pa sa mga rally. And even though we're still wearing masks, still constantly being reminded to get boosted, to wash our hands, the reality is, move-on mode na ang Pilipino. Progress nga naman. Naka-mask ka nga, pero men, hindi ka na required mag-face shield. Di ba? When we were finally allowed to take up that barrier in front of our face, akala ko talaga, we would feel relieved, thankful, free. Actually, expecting to feel lighter, maybe even somewhat impressed that our government did the right thing. But when I look back, honestly, the last time I did not wear a face shield, I just felt. Ano sa English yung ginago. And the ultimate insult the whole scandal is still there. We may be moving on, as the politicians know we will, but that face shield, guy, ng sabi ko, it's still on my fucking desk. Because for all the corruption, it symbolizes, kahit pa hindi ko sa the very thought that I must hang on to one, just in case our leaders tell us, one day, and probably soon, to put on a face shield again. It reminds me that reason and justice has not really had its day. Dumating lang ang eleksyon. Here is Secretary Galvez who's in charge of vaccines, suggesting they may bring back mandatory face shield use in the event of another surge.
1: We will look at you know, the possibility. The nga ni Secretary Duque, he is a pro na maibalik yung Any protections na, no, na pwede natin gamitin kasi... Uh, some,
0: no, As of this recording... Lincoln Ong and Mohit Dargani are still detained. But they have filed motions begging for mercy and compassion. Sabi nila they have been detained with, quote, common criminals. Ganaman, naman, wag silang tawagin common. Big time kaya sila. They're requesting house arrest. Among those supporting the release, Congressman Michael Aglipay, chairman of the House Committee on Good Governance and Public Accountability, Michael Yang and Christopher Lau both have arrest warrants against them. Wanted parin, which is another way of saying malaya parin. As for senators and House representatives, they're all preoccupied with the biggest circus in town the 2022 elections. <music> Through all that's happened and that has not happened, As family and all the people connected to it were making deals, frontline healthcare workers kept working. While others magically woke up to luxury cars and became billionaires overnight, they would from time to time hold rallies to demand benefits that had been promised them, and more importantly that they had earned.
1: pinatawag kaming bayani, oo pero hindi maganda. Maganda lang pakinggan na bayani ang mga health workers. Pero kung ating iisipin mabuti sa ginagawa ng DOH, napakasakit po na ang bayani nagmama nagmamakaawa para lang matanggap ang mga beneficyo na para sa amin talaga.
0: Our bad luck, all the bad things happened one after the other. I don't know if God is still watching over us. Why don't you ask your priest? Philosophical si tatay. So ako na rin. As the world and our economies reopen, some are emerging stronger than others, some better positioned than others. But this is not just circumstance, it is just another expression of how the true, the good, and beautiful work in the Philippines. As somebody once said, my dear, there are always people who are just a little faster, more brilliant, and more aggressive. Some. Are smarter than others. And that, my children, is the why. While there appears to have been gross government underspending during the pandemic, despite what's been criticized as gross overborrowing, and while medicine, supplies, and services could have saved lives who were never procured, a group of friends were able to set up a little company called Pharmally close all their deals, became billionaires overnight, get caught, and still walk away or drive away, and maybe someday still get away with whatever they've managed to stash away. Ayos ba? final note, para lang we'd end on a happy note, Rose Nonolin, yung nagising na lang isang araw noong may Lexus sa garahe, she running for a seat in Congress to represent the lucky citizens of one district in Quezon City, and the Kamalik has subpoenaed her over accusations of vote-buying. This is a true story. And that was the last episode of Modus the Farmalikon. I'm your host, Lord Vera. And this episode was written by Carl Jo Javier edited by Robbie Lampay, with Research from Carl Jo Javier, Regina Leigh and Trish Aquino Audio editing by Mark Casillano Modus the Farmalicon is a Puma podcast production made possible by international media support Follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen And if you like what you heard please share with a friend Maraming salamat po